Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I hope that you enjoy it. And if you do, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button. You continue to get all of my podcast episodes downloaded throughout the year. Also, check out my website. You can find my contact information there, as well as about 3,800 of my written film reviews, stemming all the way back to 1996. Quipster.net, dot net is where to go. Eye in the Sky is a film I'm going to be reviewing today. It's in a limited selection of theaters around the country, but if you happen to have a lot of theaters playing in your area, there's a good chance it might be playing at one of them. It is a drama slash thriller rated R because of some violent images and language. I do think that this is a kind of movie that a kid who is inured to what I consider to be war images should be able to withstand. So I'm kind of questioning the R rating, especially given the subject matter of the film. It's an ensemble cast, but it primarily stars Helen Mirren and Alan Rickman in his final on-screen performance. And it also has Aaron Paul, Jeremy Northam, Monica Dolan, Richard McCabe, Phoebe Fox, and Barkhad Abdi. The director is Gavin Hood, and the screenplay is by Guy Hibbert. Eye in the Sky is a small-scale dramatic thriller. It posits a simple fictional scenario that spins off into a host of moral and political questions on the decisions that are involved when a drone strike happens. It balances the action around between the Air Force operations based in the United States. We see the goings-on in the war rooms in England and also the area in question in which there are the terrorists that may get a drone strike perpetrated upon them in a small village in Kenya. The storyline involves one such potential strike of a house in Kenya where there is a meeting among several higher-ups in a terrorist organization known as Al-Shabaab. Now, the difficulty in taking out these terrorists comes from the collateral damage that will certainly occur in their particular location, especially when the potential collateral damage assessment has a public face in the form of a young Kenyan girl who has set up shop just outside the perimeter of their headquarters to sell bread, the timing of which is very complicated because the terrorists that are within the walls are planning to strap on a vest of explosives, presumably to be used for an imminent suicide bombing. Can the powers that be who are in charge of the drone intentionally kill the girl and potentially save the lives of dozens of other people, including other little girls, by averting this suicide bombing that's about to happen and... What will be the political fallout for all involved if the drone strike is to take place or does not take place? Eye in the Sky benefits from a well-crafted script from Guy Hibbert and a very capable cast of character actors. It's directed by Gavin Hood, who covered some similar ground in his last film, which was the adaptation of Ender's Game. Uh, if nothing else, I do think that it shows, if the film is accurate, that there may be a decidedly human element to the process of drone strikes, which have often been criticized for taking human decisions out of the equation to make acts of war a very disconnected, sterile act on the part of those in command. Most of the action does take place on the video screens showing live surveillance footage that's taken from the drone in the sky and a collection of improbably high-tech miniature spy drones and the appearance of hummingbirds and beetles. It's an ambiguous way of dealing with war, but given that there's no avowed war against Kenya and the unwillingness to put American or British lives on the line in order to get to that place in Kenya, the drone strike is probably 
the only viable option in such a case, and the argument exists that the killing of a few lives will save a great deal more if it is successful, and the people that argue for these drone strikes consider it an acceptable risk that one can make, presumably in good conscience. Despite the star caliber of this ensemble cast, including the final on-screen appearance for the late Alan Rickman, there is a discernible lack of production specs to the film that makes it look and feel like something that may have originally been intended for television. It may not be a surprise to learn that the screenwriter Hibbert had almost exclusively written teleplays within his career because it does definitely feel like a television production. It's a very verbose script. It's full of talking heads that are beaded with sweat and they argue back and forth, reassessing the situation with each new piece of information that they get. The way that it plays out is very similar to another successful film that's based on a teleplay, that 12 Angry Men from the 1950s. At times, the film also dabbles with becoming a satire. Maybe some people might compare it to what happens in Dr. Strangelove, although that was a straight-up satire, whereas this one just kind of dabbles with it from time to time. The buck is persistently passed among higher and higher people in command, and all of them seem to want to ease their consciences by allowing somebody else to shoulder the decision to actually order that the trigger be pulled. Those that do have the authority would rather defer to the letter of the law of drone engagement to answer the questions at hand so they can absolve themselves of having to actually make the final call. With so many hypotheticals in the mix and percentages that are bandied about, no one wants to be wrong, and there's no win-win scenario that can easily be had as that innocent girl remains in the collateral damage zone. As far as a film goes, I'm a bit conflicted by Eye in the Sky, because... This is a film that certainly could have been one of those hour-long TV episodes that may have had a political or military basis. Certainly, you could have written this into a season of a show, and it would have been very effective. And you wouldn't have lost really very much of the important story elements or the momentum of the film. It's also not a movie that stands out well, I think, on a movie theater screen, because there is minimalist locale work. There's obvious digital camera textures. The computer graphics are not necessarily that impressive either. I would say only the star power of the film. I mean, you have a film that has Helen Mirren and Alan Rickman, so I suppose you want to get that out there into movie theaters. And this is also very significant because of Alan Rickman's posthumous appearance in particular. So the quality of that cast is something above average, even though, technically speaking, the film does feel like a very small one. And yet, even though I don't think that it's quite worthy of a big screen release, I do think that it's an effective story once it actually gets down to crunch time and the suspense of the situation does pay off and it causes us to become invested in how things will ultimately play out. So, it's a think piece of a movie and it's more engaging for the hot button discussions it will likely provoke than it is as a riveting thriller on its own, but I do think there should be enough tension for most viewers who are patient enough to see the story to the very end. And also, I do think there's just enough weight for us in the audience to all ask ourselves, once it's over, what we might do if confronted with the same situation. So, as a think piece, I do think that it is a worthwhile film. So, I'm going to give Eye in the Sky three stars out of four. And three stars on my scale means that it is worthwhile for those people who are seeking a film like this. Certainly, if you like this cast, and if you if you like political thrillers, if you like ones that have real-world questions, 
and deal, especially if you're interested in the subject of drone warfare, I do think that there's enough subject matter here to make it a worthwhile movie to check out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. As always, I encourage you, if you've been listening a while, to leave me a review on iTunes and let other people know what you think of the show. Also, check out my website for all of my contact information as well as my Twitter feed and Facebook page links, quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. 